Warning! This episode contains foul language and interview segments that feature a shift in audio quality. podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. This week's episode is super fun. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Lauren and I got to attend the May Market at T-Pop in North Hollywood last weekend, and we brought our recording equipment, hoping to be able to sit down with some brave souls who were willing to tell us some of their weirdest stories. On top of that, a bunch of you sent in weird stories, and we wanted to provide an episode full of the strange stories that don't necessarily fall into the scary category, and you all delivered. Boy, did you deliver. Joining me today to listen to these tales for the very first time is the handsomest, most charming, loudest half-Jewish boy in the whole world, Handsome Joe, everybody. (laughs) I really like that intro until, you? until the very end. Why? Why? <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting the subject of Judaism to, to well, come into play. I mean, you talk about it enough. But there it is. What do you mean? I talk about it enough? No, I'm saying like the listeners know that you're half Jewish because you've mentioned it before on several occasions. <laughs> you also you relegated me to a very small pool. Handsome. Now, now, half no, Jewish. Now, now normally, Loud. normally uh, under normal circumstances, I am certainly one to deflect any and all forms of praise. But I was I was really kind of basking in it that time, and then to find out that I'm only being compared against other half Jews. It just only it for just, the loudest. It just only a for little, the loudest just part. A that was a, a completely all. separate sentence. It was <laughs> no, it wasn't. There was a comma. <laughs> there was a comma before loudest. Anyway, hi everybody. How hi. are you? I'm just kidding. My feelings aren't that hurt. Joe, you got to hang out with us all day at the market as well. I did, yes. And you saved our lives by stealing an umbrella. I made it happen. <laughs> I brought I threw I threw some serious shade. Wow. <laughs> you impressed me so much at the market. You took charge of everything. You got us the shade. And the thing was is that I remember when I told you, like, oh, we didn't get a shaded table. It's a real bummer. Like, we requested one twice. They told us no both times. And you literally were like, we'll get shade. And I was like, no. I was like, they said we wouldn't. Like, we don't have a shaded table and we can't bring our own umbrellas. Like, we don't have a shaded table. And you're like, we'll see. And I was like, here we go. Fucking Joe. We'll see. Yeah. Well, we will see, Joe. And guess what? And guess what? We saw. We saw. And we saw. And it was shady and it was comfortable. (laughs) Shady and comfortable all day. It was. Yeah, it's 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 a lot easier to say no to a nameless, faceless email than it is to say no to a very polite and uh, well-intentioned uh, gentleman who is uh, showing respect and uh, only asking for a little bit of shade and easy on the eyes. That helps. That helps. <laughs> 
Um, so before we get into listener stories, we have a story. Do we? And I'd love for you to tell it because you're a much bigger skeptic than I am. So I think it's more powerful coming from you. I know what we're talking about. Yeah. Joey and I had a a little experience the other night and you you tell it. I'll tell it to the best of my abilities. I'm uh, watching a movie, sitting on the couch watching a movie, which is something that Ashley and I have done a couple times. Only a few. Only a few. And... And uh, we've got the lights off in in the living room because we got that real cinematic vibe going. Yeah, we do. But there is a there is a, a lamp on kind of in the background, and it's kind of throwing light into the room from the next room, basically. Very very dim, but uh, but it's illuminating the room just enough for us to, while in the middle of viewing this movie, see a perfect outline of a shadow on the wall walk from our uh, kitchen table to the front door of our apartment. Only, here's the thing, nobody was there. <laughs> but again, like clear as day, it happened. Basically what happened was I glanced over because I noticed it. I saw it move across the wall. And before I could even say anything, Joe paused the movie we were watching and just said, I, I saw, saw it, it too. too. And we left the movie paused and Joe like grabbed the knife because we had had dinner a little bit earlier. He grabbed the knife and took it with him into the kitchen because it it legitimately the shadow looked like someone was in the apartment. It scared the piss out of me. Yeah, it was very scary. Uh, Not only did Ashley and I both see the shadow, but both our cats noticed as well. Both of our cats were laying down. Both of our cats got up and walked over to the front door. Yeah. No one was there. We attempted to recreate the shadow, uh, thinking like, okay, maybe, maybe one of the cats, maybe, maybe Gabby wasn't lying down. Maybe she got up and walked in front of the lamp and nope, couldn't recreate it. Mm-mm. Okay. Maybe it was a car that was pulling in. But if it was a car that was pulling into the driveway, A, we would have heard it. Yeah. And, uh, and B, it would have been traveling in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. And it would have cast light and not shadow, right? And then we decided, well, why not just, you know, pretend as though it were an actual person. Ashley, why don't you walk past the lamp and see what happens? And lo and behold, it was the exact same shadow that interrupted our very pleasant to that point movie th- movie watching experience. And then our apartment smelled. And then our apartment stunk like... Like old garbage for like old hot garbage. Forty-five minutes. Yeah, it would have smelled for longer if I hadn't gotten up and destinkified. And I even thought maybe someone's cooking something really foul. So, like in the apartment complex, and it was wafting into our open, you know, sliding door. Nope. So no, I went over and I smelled. It smelled great outside. Smelled a lot better outside than it did in here. Neither of the cats went to the bathroom. Guys, it was strange, and I can't explain it. Yeah, no bueno. Don't, Joe don't, was not don't care a fan. <laughs> I'm not the kind of person who gets like tickled by these things either. Like, ooh, this is fun. This is like, why can't I just sit in my home and watch a movie and and not be interrupted by the unexplained or the inexplicable? Yeah, no thanks. Sorry. Not into it. Sorry, ghosties. You do not have an audience with me. I'm trying to watch a 
damn movie. <laughs> well, I'm sorry for bringing it into your life. Yeah, thanks, Bathsheba. I understand if it's too much for you to handle. All right, let's start off the episode with an interview from the May Market Hooray. with Chelsea about a real fun event that she got to experience when she was brand new to L.A. Um, we are here at the May Market. And what's your name? My name is Chelsea Figueroa. Chelsea Figueroa. That's a really good name. Thank you. Are you from California? I am not. Oh, I'm just originally kidding. from Orlando, Florida. From, hey, Florida. From Disney World to, to Disneyland. Disneyland. Except yeah, that's an Anaheim and an hour away. <laughs> I, I we learned that very quickly close. when I first moved here. I was like, I just went from one Orange County to another. And people were very quick to correct me. <laughs> like, this is not Orange County. Please stop saying. <laughs> You're still far from Orange County, lady. <laughs> I, uh, far. I always love it when people are like, you live so close to the beach. How often do you go? And I'm like, once. Once. <laughs> once a year. I once, once since I've moved yeah. here. In five <laughs> once years. in ten yeah. years. <laughs> I've lived here for ten years. I've seen the beach five times. So I know. It's tough to get to the beach when you live in it's the valley. It's hard to get to the beach. Yep. Yeah, well, that anyway. and it doesn't matter how hot it is. The Pacific Ocean is <laughs> always <laughs> icicles. It's always yeah. frigid. I need like a wetsuit from SeaWorld yeah. in order to get into the ocean. <laughs> it's very true. It's not true. the same. It's not the a East Coast beaches wetsuit. are better. I'll it say is it. Not yeah, the same. no, I actually agree with that. As much as I love California, I think East Coast beaches are much better. Yes. And they feel more vacation-y. And like out here, like the sand is mostly just rocks that hurt my feet. Oh, yeah, no. The or beaches needles. out here are for your Instagram only. They're yes. not for enjoyment. No. Yes, Chelsea. Yeah, that is 100% correct. <laughs> Yes, Chelsea. <laughs> yes, Chelsea. Um, so this is a show. We are called Keep It Weird. So we like to talk about weird things. Yeah. And you actually wanted to, let's chat about it. What was it, four years ago? What'd yeah, you say? Um, five years ago. Five. So my, my first year in L.A., little little baby bird off the boat in L.A. <laughs> um, so boat. I don't know if any of y'all experienced this, but usually that first year, your, your parents just incessantly call you whenever yep. natural disasters happen very far away from where you mm -hmm. are. Yep. So They're I like, would Hawaii be, had an earthquake. How are you? Yes, yeah. exactly <laughs> like, like that. My mom always does that. So... Like, literally fires, earthquakes, mudslides. I would get calls from my parents being like, oh, my God, are you okay? And I would just be, like, on my way to class or at my internship like, going, I don't what even know are you talking yeah. about? I, I'm we're just living my life. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> Nothing's happening. So... I think about six to eight months in, I was just in my apartment with my roommate. We were chatting and just as we were about to go, hey, maybe we should like get around and go get some lunch or something. Uh, we're about to leave and she checks her phone and she has like five different texts from different people going, oh my God, are you okay? Stay in your apartment. And she's like, what's going on? There is a man that is being called a terrorist with an assault rifle hopping rooftop to rooftop in your neighborhood as we speak. And we click on the news and sure enough, there's like a bunch of different helicopters circling the North really? Hollywood Metro station. And we lived right next to that Metro station. And so they were like, you know, if you were in the area, don't leave your apartment, get into the room that doesn't have any windows or doors and <laughs> just like full on lockdown. So we're like in our like tiny little half bath, just like, <laughs> Praying like, dear Jesus, keep dear us Jesus, safe. Keep us Florida yeah. safe. Us yeah, keep us Florida safe. Like, you know, um, <laughs> but just like, you know, thank God no one was hurt. Like, he didn't. I don't think he ever shot anybody. I don't that think so. Day either. that 
day. Yeah, I don't, don't know about we don't his know past or future. <laughs> the rest of his life, other things might have happened. Eventually, I think the story went that they he ran into a house. Because, yeah, it started with a high-speed car chase that morning, ended at the North Hollywood Metro Station. And the footage is this guy leaps out of the car with this gun and just everyone around him just booking it in the opposite direction of Hell wherever yeah. he was. Be like, no. Yeah, absolutely not. No, That's thanks. not, yeah, this is not a drill. Um, So this eventually drill. he ended up in a house... On the other side of the 170, so about probably a half mile away from where we were, um, locked himself in. And, like, everybody all the way up to, like, the SWAT team had that house surrounded. I think they eventually gassed him out, but Ooh. he surrendered um, and and was arrested. And then at the end of all of the action, like, I called my parents as it was happening. And mm-hmm. both of their phones went to voicemail. Um, classic parent classic parents when something actually happens something's actually wrong and they're missing right well (laughs) and then my dad calls back very nonchalant like oh hey sweetie how's your day going well "Well, let me tell you well there was a terrorist that was almost almost murdered and and you weren't there for me and he was just like oh shit like he felt (laughs) so bad and yeah, and nothing, nothing that dramatic has happened since. And luckily, the I story remember. Ends well. Yeah, luckily the story ends with no one getting know, shot goodness, by actually. a man on a roof. I remember hearing the helicopters. That's yes. what happened because I I live like over in this neighborhood here in North Hollywood, and I remember mm-hmm. hearing there were so many helicopters. And you always know something's happening when it's a hovering helicopter. Yes. I was gonna say As when it sounds to, like, like it's landing zzz, on your balcony. Yep. <laughs> it's like that's safe. But if you hear just like chuck 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 chuck, it's like someone's in my neighborhood. Something's happening, and yeah. I always get on Twitter, and yeah, I just same. like tweet no ho, and then just see what pops up. Yep, and at least Where's one person is like, "Man on the rooftop, he's got a gun." I'm like, "Holy shit!" Okay, yep. um, and I just you know I just watched West Wing, stayed inside. <laughs> <laughs> it all yeah. turned out okay for me. All worked out. <laughs> I do have to say, since you're from Florida, do you, has anything weird happened in Florida? Because Florida tends to have some special. Yeah. Okay, I would. Like to to clear the my name case too. for Florida yeah. in general. There we go. Um, so everyone loves to make fun of Florida. I <laughs> it's will so admit, easy. The longer I've been out of Florida, and when I go back and visit, it's like I get it now. I'm in on the joke. Like, oh, but yeah. Um, okay. The biggest reason why you hear so many weird stories come out of Florida: one, it's such an odd melting pot of oh, culture. Yeah. Like yeah. a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds end up moving to or settling in Florida, retiring in Florida, but. Florida does not have a news cap. Mm -hmm. So, for example, in the state of California, if the news reported every single little thing that happened, you would never hear the end of it. There's just too many things that happen. So they have a cap to determine what is It's like the most important thing. Yes. Yes. Put the priorities there. Right. Florida does not have this news cap. Thank God. So uh, I know. We're happy. TGIF or TG, TGFF. Thank God for Thank Florida. Thank God for Florida. Florida. Yeah. So everything is considered news, which is why you hear of the notorious Florida man doing all of the things. Oh, yes. All of the crazy things. That is completely fair because California has a shit ton of oh, crazies sure. as well. Yes. But we don't hear every little but, story. Yeah, we don't hear every little story. And also none of us have alligators. This is That's true. true. When you add medicines. alligators and swamps oh, and water, the creatures of Florida. The creatures. I can't do. Yes, the creatures. yes, we definitely have creatures. Um, I'm sure <laughs> that you've heard this is a very common explanation, but in case you haven't, uh, if you ever find yourself being chased by an alligator, you run in a zigzag. 
Oh. It's good their, to know. Their eyes are on the side of their head, and it really confuses them when you don't run in a straight line. And really? And they get very dizzy, and, and they I need don't. to make sure my parents know that. They moved to Florida a couple of years okay. ago, and they have an alligator that literally lives in their backyard because oh, they wow. have a pond, and he just hangs out by it. Got it. And granted, he's pretty small. Like, I don't think he's going to engulf a human anytime soon, but, right. I mean, if he grows, you never know. Are alligators like snakes? Because snakes, especially, like, constrictor snakes, not uh-huh. poisonous snakes because they'll bite whoever, but, like, yeah. constrictor snakes... They won't try and constrict you unless they know they can take you. Got it. Ah. So if so maybe gators are the same. Yeah. So I didn't know if gators were like maybe mm, they like size they you size up. You up yeah. And they're like I can't. Yeah. Take it kind of seems I'm not that way because like I, it's a little gator that lives in their yard and he never bothers them. I feel like he's like I can't take you. Yeah. So I'll sit so, here. Well, and I've even seen videos of house cats get real testies (laughs) just like smack them on the face and they scuttle real fast but kind of like most predators if you leave them alone they'll leave you alone true um you just don't get into any fresh body of water whatsoever the ocean has sharks and other things but it does not have gators um (laughs) pools as long as they're enclosed and there wasn't just a hurricane 99.9% 99.9% of the time don't have gators. When they do, you see them um, because the water is so clear. But Florida is a swamp. It is an entire yes. swamp. <laughs> and to believe that you can get into a lake or a pond oh, gosh, or a no. river and think that there isn't a gator, it like... It's foolish. A, it's foolish. It's foolish. It's 100% there is a gator. There is no such thing as de-gatoring a fresh body of water. And I wow. also feel like that's just good advice for the whole world because we don't belong in water. No. We're <laughs> land dwellers. Stay out we the water. We shouldn't be in there. There's too many <laughs> monsters and we should just mind our own business. Um, the one monster we haven't talked about in Florida is the flesh-eating bacteria. Oh, um, um, what? What? So sorry. So there <laughs> are got really a upset. couple different kinds huh? of flesh-eating bacteria that exists in swamps and also in oysters in the ocean. So now you know why I don't eat oysters. <laughs> um, so I, there you go. There's I the am reason. spitballing here, so I'm like not quoting any news sources. I'm just speaking from personal experience. So I'm like, look into this yourselves. Do your own research because I'm not going to give 100% all the facts correct. But there is a bacteria in swampy fresh water that if it gets in your ear (gasps) can deteriorate your brain. Excuse what? me. I again, it goes in I'm your like, ear I and do, deteriorates your brain. I do have to like look into this a little bit better just to make sure I'm not just like spitting BS. But you know what? Even the deteriorate is, the first part's enough. <laughs> going in your ear. If this bacteria your, gets in your ear, it's no like thanks. say no more. Yeah, I'm that, that was the biggest reason why we weren't allowed in the lakes as kids. Um, but. Really, really unfortunate. Um, There have been a few rare cases of people who went out into the ocean, had like an open cut on their foot. (gasps) And then from like an oyster, it's like a particular thing in an oyster or a clam. um, And when it gets into your bloodstream, it's literally flesh eating. Um, Oh, God. One of my friends in college, her dad actually passed away very (gasps) suddenly from that, like within... 48, 72 From hours. the bacteria? Oh my God. Yes. It's, oh my uh, it's like actually like a flesh-eating bacteria. It is rare, but it's just suggested that if you have pre-existing health conditions, if you have open sores like on like 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 don't go walking on rocks and then get your leg cut and then yeah. go, and into, then the go into the water uh-huh. yikes we don't belong in there we don't belong in that water stay dry <laughs> really no one should stay go to dry. florida that's really what we're getting at <laughs> yeah that's stay probably, away from florida yeah. and bodies of water that's a good <laughs> lesson today 
Just we'll stay take out that, of yeah. Florida. Stay out of Florida. The people that live there know how to survive there. Yeah. This is true. This we is don't. True. We don't. You don't. Yeah. If you're not from there, stay away. But if the zombie apocalypse happens, get a Floridian on your team. They, they probably are crazy enough yeah. to know That's how to fair. handle that true. situation. They're like, listen, I've wrestled an alligator. So like, pretty sure you I guys, I've this survived a flesh-eating bacteria. I've, I've got, got this. this. Everything's fine. 100%. Well, thank you so much for thank sitting you, down Chelsea. and talking to us thank today. You. You guys. Thanks for keeping so it weird. Yeah, always. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Florida is a it's mess. The, the, it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> as uh, as Cousin Eddie said in uh, Christmas Vacation, it's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year, Clark. It really is. You never You never have to go more than 48 hours without a great Florida story. Yeah, and the thing is, is it's like the Australia of the United States. That's exactly too. what it is. Because the the creatures and the the, the, the weather, fa- the fauna is lethal. The people are lethal and irate, <laughs> and probably hopped up on crank. Uh, yeah, the the thing that fascinates me the most about Florida, and I don't want to divulge too far from from what. Uh, from what Chelsea had to say. Right. But the thing that that is kind of so fascinating about Florida is that Florida is just like it's it's just such a wonderful melting pot of irate people. Right. It's like all of the most aggressive kinds of people of every race and creed that you can possibly imagine are all packed into that sweaty nutsack of a state. <laughs> it's uh and I say that as a person whose mother is from from Florida. Flum Florida. She's from Florida. <laughs> Um, yeah, Florida's, it's not for the faint of heart. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was summed up pretty succinctly there at the market where like leave Florida to the Floridians. Yeah. Like these are, these are, these are the locals. These these are the natives. They are indigenous to the region. (laughs) Let them, let them use all the, the weird antibodies that evolution has, you know, given them to exist in such an inhospitable environment. That is a rough place. It is a rough place. If I if I woke up tomorrow and they were like, Joe, we're transferring you to Florida, I'd be like, hey, guess what? You're not transferring me anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and we can work this out with me in the fold or you can find someone to take my place. But I'm not going. While we're on the subject, though, I do have to remind you guys to check out the podcast, Florida Men on oh, Florida Man, F-M-O-F-M. So good. Because they are four very funny Florida boys. They're so funny. And it's Florida is one of those things where, you know, the rest of us, no matter where you're from, we can all kind of laugh at Florida from the outside. But these guys laugh at Florida and also like, you know, not in a condescending way. No. Like they're from Florida. They live in Florida. Yeah. You know, so if you want to the, get the inside men. Yeah. The, if you want to get like just the best Florida stuff from people who are from there and from people who live there. Uh, you have to check it out because they're they're super super funny guys. Yeah, you have to follow them. We tag them all the time because we're just such huge fans, and I believe we are collaborating with them this summer. Do so I, stay tuned for that. Do I smell a crossover? Ooh. Ooh, like Ooh. Alan Iverson crossover. <laughs> Lit- literally zero of your listeners are I going to pick up are going to pick up my my that. late nineties NBA references. Yeah. No, nobody. Nobody gets me. All right, let's get into a written story. Ooh. So this story is from Cleve. What's up, Cleve? 
And I want some answers, damn it. This is a weird thing that happened to Cleve, and he is completely stumped, as am I. And I would like to know your opinion and the opinion of our listeners. I'm going to crack the case story. Okay. As he's, he says through a yawn. Yeah. That's, oh, that's, don't worry. That's, gonna, that's, that's how casual and confident it. I am in my abilities. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I got it. Ugh. Yeah, what is it? Also, I have to say, I always ask contributors if they want us to promote anything for allowing us to tell their story on the show. And Cleve is uh, the sweetest person. Cleve didn't have a specific organization in mind, but said to encourage people to drop a bag of dog treats or food off at a local no-kill shelter or pay for a stranger's meal next time they go out. Whatever they can do to make the world a little brighter, even for just one person or dog. Amen, Cleve. Even if only for just a few minutes. Helping helping animals is so much easier for me than helping people. And that's not even to say that I struggle with helping people, but it's like you can find a reason to to not help a person. Like a, <laughs> a person, editorial you. A person can find a reason to not help another person. I challenge you. I dare you. To, to to find a reason to not help an animal. I dare you. So Cleve wants us to go out and make the world a better place. Joe is double doggy daring you. I'm daring to you. Find, <laughs> find a reason to I'm not gonna help an animal. I'm going to answer the call, Cleve. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Cleve. That was very sweet. And uh, I hope we all do that this weekend. Okay. Cleve wrote... I got laid off from a job last June. I had some savings, so I wasn't in a panic to take the first job that came along, so I thought I'd take a couple of months and find something that was relatively decent with regards to pay and growth opportunity. It's a smart move. It is. In late July, I got a phone call from a lady who introduced herself as B. She actually gave her name, but we have to keep this anonymous. And she worked for a large multinational chemical company. She'd seen my resume online and wanted to know if I was still looking for a job. I told her that I was, and she said that they were looking for a new shipping supervisor. The job, as she described, was pretty much exactly what I was doing at my previous position, but it paid almost double. The catch? It was in a city about 300 miles from where I was living. She asked if I was willing to relocate, and I said I was. She asked if she could schedule a telephone interview with P from Human Resources. I said that I'd like that very much. At the appointed time, a few days later, my phone rang. It was B with P on the line, either in a conference call or on speakerphone. The interview went really well. About a week later, this was early August, B called and said that the job was mine if I wanted it, and I could start in about two weeks. So I set up the process of packing my apartment, tying up loose ends, and getting ready to move. As luck would have it, I had an aunt about 20-ish miles away from the town my new job was in, so I called her up to let her know I was moving to the area, and she insisted that I move into her guest house until I found a more permanent place, rent-free, provided I pay the utilities. She even said I was welcome to come and eat meals with her and her husband. Damn. All in all, it was shaping up to be a fantastic setup. Free rent, good paying job, home cooked meals. I couldn't imagine anything better. So, two days before I was set to pick up the truck I'd reserved with 90% of my apartment packed up, I got a call from B. She said that some people from the corporate office were on site to conduct an audit the week I was supposed to start, and she really needed to push my start date back by a week. 
Okay, no big deal, I thought. I'll have to pay a cancellation fee on the truck reservation. I need to call the electric company and move my cutoff date a week. But everything was still good. A week goes by and I get another call from B. She tells me that they want to postpone my start date another week so I can start work on the first day of the pay period. Sounds reasonable. So I postpone the stuff again with the added bonus of having to call my landlord and tell him I wouldn't be moving for another week. So I had to pay another cancellation fee for the rental truck and half of next month's rent. Friday, before I was supposed to start work, I hadn't heard anything from B, but I figured I'd call her just to make sure there were no further anticipated delays. She assured me that there were not, so I picked up the truck, loaded it, and moved. As I was driving, I got a text message from B saying that when I went to work on Monday, I should ask for M. M would be my supervisor and show me the ropes. Great. Everything is all set. I show up for work on Monday morning and tell them I'm there to start work and that I'm supposed to meet with M. The receptionist tells me that she's not aware of anyone starting work and that there's no M that works there. Okay, maybe someone got the name wrong. I say that I was contacted by B and interviewed with P from HR. The receptionist says she doesn't know any B and there's no P in HR, but she makes a call to someone and they confirm that no one named B is affiliated with that location. So I walk outside and I call B. She tells me everything's fine. There's been a miscommunication to sit tight for about 15 minutes and she get back to me. I wait 15 minutes and then another 15 and another 15 I call B again only to hear the message that the number is no longer in service. I've done some digging online since then. There is a P that works in HR for that company, but he's affiliated with one of their European locations. B's Facebook and LinkedIn seem to have vanished. I did my homework after her initial call to make sure I wasn't getting scammed. As far as I can tell, except for a few text messages I have saved, it's like she never existed. B never asked for any money. She never asked for any personal info that wasn't on my resume, name, phone number, email. I have no idea what her end game was on this. I can't think of a single way that she would have benefited from tricking me into moving. It's just fucking bizarre. If it was some random prank, it was pretty elaborate because a couple of times I called B. Someone else answered very professionally, thanking me for calling this chemical company, and so on. And once I needed to call after hours and there was a pre-recorded message with a phone tree set up, you know, if you know your party's extension, you may dial it now for a company directory, press three, that sort of thing. So if it was a joke or a prank of some kind, it was pretty elaborate and expensive, which leads to a whole set of other questions. Everything worked out okay. I got a decent paying job about a month later and I've been rocking it out. But I still wonder exactly what the fuck that was all about. Man, that's strange. Yeah. Racking my brain over that. Hmm. Qui bono. Well, who, who benefits? Cleve went on to tell me the company is totally legit because that was the first question I asked. Right. I was like, so what about the company? Like, he couldn't tell me, obviously, what company well, it yeah, was. Yeah, he showed, I mean, he showed up to work at the company. Yeah, yeah, of course it was legit. The company is legit. They have a huge corporate website, a physical location, and they even hold a few patents on some fluoropolymers. So it's definitely a real company. The calls that he received from BMP had the correct area code for the town the plant is in. Um, he mentioned that someone once said to him when he relayed this story that maybe it was a former coworker or someone he knew getting revenge for something. But he says he can't imagine 
anything that he's done in his past that would invoke that sort of elaborate plotting. So there's no like mortal enemy that he has that would have done this. And um, I just wonder, you know, I've seen TV. I've seen movies. I know that chemical plants are usually at the... Uh, yeah, you said chemical plant, and I was some... like, here we go. <laughs> it, it begins. Usually the site of some government conspiracies. No, it sounds like this is just a particularly jaded individual, whether or not it's... I mean, you'd have to assume, again, you know what they say about assuming things. Mm-hmm. Makes an ass out of you and the other guy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would have to assume that this is either a person who knows Cleve and was doing this to screw with Cleve, or this is a person who's maybe a former employee of the company. Um, I'd be curious as to whether or not there is uh, there are any other instances of this happening with this particular company. I know, and how would you find that out? I mean, you w- unless you worked there, you really wouldn't be able True. to. Yeah, because I'm because like it like as was mentioned in the story, no financial information, no personal information, social mm-hmm. security numbers or anything like that. I'm assuming were not exchanged. No, nothing. Um. So then, you know, you got to figure what what is the benefit to this? Who benefits from this? It's either someone who is really getting their jollies, uh, knocking cleave for a loop for whatever reason. Uh, or somebody who is maybe a disgruntled former employee of the company. Maybe there's a pattern of this. Um, I just think the weird part is the fact that it's so elaborate. She had a face, like a, a full Facebook, not right. like not like one of those Facebooks where it's like a, it's a picture and she has eight friends. She had a LinkedIn account tied to the company. Right. She had gotten a third party involved with this human resources person that got on the interview with them p right and like what would be the point of putting him off for a week and then putting him off for a week do you know what i mean it's like the trick just an assumption on my part but just kind of like kicking the can down the road just kind of delaying the inevitable getting riding it out as long as you possibly can squeezing an extra an extra week or two out of your prank because here's the thing it's more elaborate than just like a person doing this. I get that. It's not not elaborate. They set up a phone tree. There's a LinkedIn. There's a Facebook. There's another person who got on the phone, which is why I, I, I which is why I believe that there's some degree of malice involved. Yeah. Because there's no if if there there was it doesn't seem like there was ever a point where there was a, a financial end game to this. Mm-hmm. You know where someone could monetarily benefit. So. You got to figure this is a, this is a motivated individual, somebody who either really wants to stick it to Cleve or wants to stick it to the company, but they're not really sticking it to the company at all. The f- person at the front desk at the company was just like, "Dude, I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, that's uh, how no, much nobody, they stuck it to the company. Yeah, so it's it's got to be something with Cleve. It's got to be somebody who has who has a bone to pick with Cleve. This is someone who has some problem with Cleve, who really desperately needs a social life who uh, dedicated a real decent amount of time to screwing over this nice person who wants social life and needs like a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, given the fact that the first thing I heard about Cleve was that they just wanted you to pick up someone's (laughs) check for their meal or donate some treats to a kill shelter. Uh, that doesn't, doesn't seem like the kind of person who deserves this, you know? No. 
Yeah, I, I, I wish, I wish I had a better explanation than that. Again, you know, I always go logical. What's the most likely explanation? Government conspiracy. Clearly, chemical company. Chemical company Not the least bit surprised. Psych, just kidding. Clearly the NSA. <laughs> no, I, I feel like it's probably some real pathetic individual because God knows they're out there. True. Um, Cleve, good luck with that. And I'm so glad that you got a decent paying job yeah. a month later and you are still rocking it out. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really impressed with uh, your ability to kind of shrug that off because that would have sent me into like Joe Mi- Michael Douglas falling down mode. I would have just like quit my job and just grabbed some automatic weapons and just driven around Los Angeles. So. All right. Um, it's the movie. <laughs> it's the movie Falling Down. Yeah, but how many people have seen Falling Down? Not enough. Not enough. Michael Douglas is in that movie. I know, but I'm just saying, I've literally only heard of it from you. Well, there's no supernatural element involved True. in the movie, so I'm not surprised you haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> if okay. there was a ghost in it, you would have seen it a thousand yes. times. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hop into another in-person interview. Hop, hop, hop. Hop, hop, hop. This one was super special for us because we got to interview a fan of our show. Who also happens to be super nice. Very nice. Carlos and his wife came out to the market to meet us, and Carlos was willing to tell us some of his paranormal stories in person. Okay, so Lauren and I are still here. We're at the May Market in North Hollywood at T-Pop. It's a beautiful day. I got a little sunburnt. Who do we have with us today? What's your name? Carlos. Carlos. Yes. You are a listener of Keep It Weird, which yep. is tight, tight, tight. We we're so that. excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little nervous. Don't, Don't be nervous. Be. Listen. <laughs> I'll try. We're just chatting. Okay. Just chatting. Sounds, sounds easy enough. Sounds, see? <laughs> You're doing casual great. chat. Your levels look awesome. <laughs> you know how to talk into a microphone. That's I basically sh- all you It's my first time do. ever speaking into a microphone. No. Yeah. Wait, well, really? Well, uh, this is an honor. Yeah. How am I doing honor. so far? You're so doing far, fantastic. You're fabulous. <laughs> You're I, great. You did say you were planning on starting your own podcast. Yeah, definitely. Yeah? So, yep. Are you going to take I, my pointers? I, yeah, definitely. And I appreciate that very <laughs> yeah, much. No all problem. your pointers. Okay, so weird stuff. You said you have stories. You've had weird experiences. What kind? I might have gotten abducted once. <gasps> Me too. That's awesome. <laughs> Ab- abduction buddies. Yeah. Abduction buddies <laughs> for life. the same uh, species of uh, alien or yeah, yeah, friend sure. from yeah. above, whatever you want to call them. Definitely. So what happened? So basically it was a few months before... Uh, we got married. Yeah, I was living uh, basically like my parents' guest house. I was staying there. And I would work late, so I'd come home and watch TV because I didn't have to be at work till like 5, 6 p.m. the next day. Right. So I would either sometimes play video games all night long. Had to get it out of my system before getting married. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> before. Yeah. And before then, that um, was over. So sometimes I would fall asleep and the TV would be on. And this is exactly the way it happened. So... Something woke me up, and the TV was like classic horror movie. It was on like staticky. Great. Yeah, <laughs> and I was. Oh, I remember now. Uh, I heard my parents calling me. That's what woke me up. I heard my parents calling me. So I woke up, and the TV was staticky, and uh, I was like, "Why are they calling me right now? It's it's got to be l- either really late or really early in the morning." Yeah, they're not awake. No, they shouldn't be awake. At least. I'm like, something's wrong. So I, ch- I go to check my phone. And I don't know if you've ever, like, 
check your phone and it shows you real fast and then it blacks out again. You yep. can't see what time it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It kept doing that. It kept blacking out. I couldn't see what time it was. Oh. And so I had a digital watch on that would also have like a little green light, you know, that Casio style. Yeah. Like, I went to go hit that and it turned green, but none of the numbers were there. There was nothing there. It was just a green glow. Yeah, just a green glow. And my quote unquote, my parents kept calling me, you know, kind of like Carlos, Carlos, kind of like urging me to come. So I get out of bed. I didn't know what time it was. And I opened the door. Uh, basically, the way that this was laid out was their house was maybe like not even 20 yards away from the guest house. Right. So I, I could, it wouldn't even take, if they were on their back porch, I could hear them calling me. And I could, it was easy. There's nothing obstructing the way I could see them, all that. So I opened the door and I see what I, at first I thought was them standing out at their back porch. But it was dark outside and it was really windy. Wind, like wind was just blowing everything. They called me and they kept calling me and it was it was my mom and my dad's voices, but it wasn't them. It was just two figures, like a tall figure and a shorter figure. Oh, gosh. And they were wearing like plaid, like a plaid onesie almost. But it was like a tight skin suit in plaid. Yeah. So I step outside and when I step outside, there was an even taller one next to me by the door where I came out. And uh, this huge light just hit the whole yard between our houses and I heard a loud, like, buzzing vibration sound. And that sound, like, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, in a movie where someone falls over, but it's, like, in their view, it looks kind of like the world shifts over. Yeah. yeah. That was basically what I saw. I felt, like, I fell over, but it, I just saw basically everything else move around me, and huh. I hit the floor. And that loud buzzing was just keeping me down, keeping me down. And I, I like, extended my arm out towards... What I thought were at this point, I knew it wasn't my parents, yeah. but it was I still felt someone that could possibly save you. Exactly, from yeah. I felt happening. like uh, some sort of familiarity to them. Like right. I felt safe, but I didn't know why this was happening, and and I was like, "Why don't you help me? Why don't you help me?" And they came closer, and like face to face almost, and they were just kind of staring at me, kind of like a dog, like tilts their head almost. Yeah, yeah, they, they were giving you that look. Curious, yeah. yeah. And curious I, about this guy. I can't remember any like facial features or anything. I could just remember what they were wearing. Just the, the that plaid. weird plaid just some jumpsuit. Weird pajama yeah, wearing. Yeah, like a seventies <laughs> disco. <laughs> so unsettling. Yeah. Like, why are you wearing a plaid yeah, bodysuit? Exactly. So this pressure just kept getting worse and worse. I couldn't breathe. And uh I just kept saying, Why don't you help me or help me, help me? And uh, I just got to the point where I couldn't take the la- that last breath, I couldn't take it anymore. And it all let off. And I was able to take in a deep breath. And when I was able to, I was in my, I was laying in my bed and the TV was still static. But I went to go check my phone and it was like 6 or 7 a.m. The sun was up. Like It was yeah. nothing like what had just happened to me. My gosh. That's bonkers. That's yeah. so weird. Yeah. And it, it almost was seems happening like, to you? <laughs> it almost seems like none of that would have happened if you had just stayed in bed. Right. But you like walked out and interrupted whatever they were doing. You went to yeah. They were like, okay, let's level this guy with this weird high frequency. <laughs> oh, oh shit, he saw us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he saw us. We got to push him down. Good night. Yeah. Good night. Yeah. Go no, back. but the Go weird part was that they were calling me, like, but in my oh, parents' that's true. voices. They were. It was like they weird. were summoning yeah. you, but then were like, no, go down. Yeah. yeah oh, no. yeah. Sorry. Like, maybe, like, oh, you weren't. 
who we meant to call. Wrong <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carlos. Was it a different Carlos. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Shit. the other Carlos. Okay, no, nope. sorry. Go back to You sleep. go nine-nine. Yeah, go. Yeah. Take yeah. a nap. How bizarre. Yeah, that, that was crazy. So oh, weird. and then, so a few weeks after we got married, we moved into an apartment in Silmar. And uh, right before going to bed, I saw a big flash of blue light, almost the same type of blue light. And like a series of clicks, like clicks and sounds. And I opened my eyes real fast and um, there was nothing there. Like nothing weird happened except that big flash and weird clicks. And the clicks. And we were up like on the third story and uh-huh. like by a cliff. So there, there were no cars. Yeah, it's There's not no like right. a reflection or anything yeah, that came through. Exactly. Yeesh. Yeah. Very bizarre. Something's coming for you. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it does seem like... If you have one experience like that, you have multiple. Like I completely the, agree. I, I, I'm sh- I don't know if you remember our first Alien episode. I told the story about how I had lost time, which yeah. is like a big, like, you might have been abducted kind of thing. Where basically, like, what I thought was about five minutes max in my car. And again, none of my electronics worked. Oh, like, yeah. my car wouldn't turn on. My phone was dead. It just, like, wouldn't turn on. And uh, when it finally did come back, it had been like 15 minutes. And it was like, I know I didn't fucking sit in this car for 15 minutes. <laughs> like, yeah. that's an absurd amount of time compared to the four minutes that I thought it right. was. Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah. And then years later, I would wake up two separate times since then. And of course, that was like 15 years ago. But two separate times since then, I've woken up with burns on my arm and wow. burns, not scratches, burns. And it almost looks like someone heated up a fork and burnt my arm so it's, it's like, like three a, little like dots almost it's, or it's dots four. yeah four it's dots. four like like uh uh lines that's so and crazy. it's like and it's a burn not a, a scratch burn. 100%. it's like well what i know i didn't burn myself right. in my sleep <laughs> so what is this what could that be but yeah everyone i've talked to who's had like a kind of a uh maybe i was abducted story yeah. has had multiple occurrences happen yeah, yeah it's, it's never like a they, one and done yeah it's always it's almost a like they things. keep track of us yeah, which is that's what it seems like. Great. For sure. Maybe you guys are being <laughs> studied. Like only certain people are I mean, chosen for the study. We are you pretty guys interesting. Are on the list. We you are, are very interesting yeah. people. I would <laughs> study you guys. That's Maybe the fact that we're so weird is also why they're interesting. Maybe they're <laughs> like, I think wait so. a minute, there's something to they're that. They're onto yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty Figured weird. Let's check them out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like they're like the CIA. Yes, the NSA. They're like, hold up, wait one minute. We need to look into this further. So what about ghosts? Okay, here's one. So this is when I was young, maybe like 15. I mean, I'm still young, but you're, you're <laughs> I was a baby. Younger, yeah. <laughs> uh, 15, maybe 16. Uh, we had just moved into this. My parents had bought a house in Arlita. We moved in. Everything was settled in and everything. And uh, one of the nights, I heard running water outside my window. I was on the, like in a catty cornered window. Yeah. My bed was like had window like over my head and off to my side. So That's a wi- dangerous place to put your bed, sir. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> put it on the other true. side of the bedroom. Well, I figure if someone breaks in, I'll be the first to know. That's <laughs> very true. That's fair. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I was catty-cornered to that window, and I heard running water outside. And my mom had a bunch of plants and stuff outside in the bag that she liked to water all the time. Like, she didn't have, like, a system, so she liked going out there and doing it herself. Yeah. Kinda like. So I thought she was watering plants outside. It was just running water. And same thing. I'm like, why is she watering the plants so late? It's yeah. not even this like, isn't it's plant dark watering outside. Time. Yeah. So I go to look 
I, I moved the curtain and I go to look. And like at the end of the yard, my mom had three trees, all like the same age. They weren't like full big trees, but kind of like adolescent trees. Um, and there were three in a row. And as soon as I looked outside at the furthest tree to the right was a girl dressed in all white, like a long white gown. Oh, and no. Long black hair. And uh, she she floated from that first tree over to the last tree on the left. So it was just kind of like super smooth. I couldn't see any feet or anything. She just gl- looked like, like she was gliding. Like she was gliding. Yeah. Over to the last tree. And when she got to that last tree, she just kind of like thinned out into nothing, like just kind of phased out. No, thank you. Yeah. I don't like that. No, this house was, <laughs> I'm pretty sh- like 99% positive it was haunted really? did most of your experiences happen in that house would yeah you yeah Ooh. every night before like knocking out i would hear three knocks like on my headboard no yeah no sir no yep. had, did anyone else that lived in that house have experience my sister saw the same exact girl after i had moved out of that room i moved into the garage converted it and um she had this she saw the same thing i saw like the tree gliding? Yeah. And I had never told her. I didn't tell my mom. I didn't tell anybody because I didn't want to freak them out. We had right. just moved into this house. That's yeah. fair. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, want to let you guys everybody. know <laughs> that this is the scariest place ever. Yeah. So we were telling ghost stories later on. We were camping and I told that story and she's like freaking out. She turned pale white and she's like, dude, I saw the same exact thing. I'm, and it was Ooh. a bonding moment. And, yeah, well, also, <laughs> that's bond a over nice ghost validation <laughs> for what you saw, too. I was yeah, going to say, so it does make you feel better when you're like, hey, can I share in this with you so yeah. I don't feel crazy? Yeah. And she heard the knocks also. Oh, the knocks. Yeah, that's the what knocks. gets me almost more than the girl. I don't know why, the knocks. <laughs> yeah, like, I get chills just thinking yeah, about Joe, all this. Joe, do you need to take a walk? <laughs> that was a grandparent's <laughs> house? Uh, no, my parents. Your parents' house, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yikes! My mom Spooky. actually. One of the night, my dad had left to work for a few days. One night, she called my sister and I. And she's like, uh, "Oh, can you guys just come sleep in the room with me? Uh, your dad's not home. It just feels weird." And we're like, "Sure, it is kind of weird, but yeah, why not?" Yeah. So later, she told us that she heard a coin drop, and it rolled like towards her room, and she couldn't see what it was. Uh-huh. And then. So that freaked her out a little bit. So put her on on edge. And then like a few minutes later, she saw this black shadow thing like walking towards her room. No, thanks. Oh. So she had like her door. If it was open, she could see the entire hallway. She was like at the end of the hallway. Uh Uh-huh. Kind of like a fancy hotel room. You know, it's at the end of a hallway and the door's like. So she had it open because my dad was in home. Uh Uh-huh. And so this black shadowy figure came from the living room towards her. And as it got closer, she said it, it like melted down. It didn't like cr- it didn't like bend over. It melted, melted down. And when it got to like that lower level, it started crawling towards <gasps> it, like fast, like sca- like. And so that's when she like yelled at us. I'm sorry for snapping my fingers, but <laughs> <laughs> she she yelled she yelled at us at that moment. And like when it got to her door, it just kind of like phased Vanished. out also. And and that's when we came. That she called us over because of that. Oh, that's my terrifying. gosh. Yeah. How do you even stay in that house? I would have moved the next yeah. day. <laughs> I guess it, it's like you just uh, learn to live with it, I guess. Yeah. Which, yeah, that's m- most people do. <laughs> yeah. And I know I that happens all the time. I had a couple 
experiences in my house growing up too and it's just kind of one of those things where it's like what am i gonna do move yeah i'm 14 yeah, exactly where am i gonna go that's yeah. true yeah. like where do you go where do i go i just can't imagine seeing that figure melt down crawl towards my door and then live to see another day like, yeah. well good, <laughs> well, night. good yeah. night everyone yeah. off exactly. with my life yeah. no. so do you know what happened in the house before you live there the only thing i know is that the the people that lived right before us were elderly, and they both passed away in the house. Right. There but you unless go. unless they were up to some weird stuff. Bet that's uh, an Indian burial ground that always ends up being the answer. It has to be. Yeah. Indian burial ground or an old couple that's that into... Uh, witchcraft. Witchcraft. Yeah, yeah. It might have exactly. been. Like I don't know. Paranormal Activity 3 style. Yes. <laughs> Is it 3 or 4? It's 3 it's when three. we learn the history of the grandma yes. and her coven. That's some scary stuff. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so... Aliens, yep. ghosts. Any, do you know a serial killer? Do you know uh, any uh, murderers? Uh, he's not a serial killer. Not a serial killer. Oh yeah, I do. Wait, I you know. do know someone? Yeah, who's, yeah, yeah. I was kidding. I who? Don't know, I don't know him personally. <laughs> oh. But so on Instagram, there's like a community of like knife enthusiasts and oh, okay, like firearms, yeah. and yeah. we trade. We'll say, you know, this guy, I think, was like in somewhere Wisconsin or somewhere like that, Midwest. And uh, so this guy, I would trade back and forth with him all, all the time, knives, all kinds of stuff. You just like mail stuff yeah, to each other, you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay. he'll, I'll send him pictures of what I have. He'll send me pictures. This sounds really nerdy. No, I mean, no. listen. <laughs> but I'm a cool guy, trust me. Listen. <laughs> you don't have to say, prove anything. Knives, knives and firearms is not what I would consider to be nerdy. nerdy. <laughs> trust me, those guys get nerdy about oh, it. Yeah. Especially if they're like, I have a katana yeah. from. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't care where it's from. It's a knife. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sword. It's a big knife. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big, sharp thing. Yeah, so this guy, you know, it was, it was really normal just back and forth. We trade all the time. I even traded him like a, like a part of a firearm that had my serial number on it. Oh, which great! Now, yeah, now I'm like, dang, I should have never done that. Yeah, like that was a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. So, I was in the middle of a conversation with him about trading a knife, and he was sending me pictures back and forth, and uh, so eventually that all stopped. So I was kind of like, whoa, I wonder what happened with this guy. So somebody posted a warning to to not trade with this guy because he had done deals with other people and didn't follow through didn't send uh, didn't, didn't send the knife okay. yeah didn't trade okay. so so i messaged the guy i was like i've never had a problem with him that's really weird or whatever so this guy did like his homework he researched this guy turns out that he had i don't know if he was like drug dealing or what but th somebody owed him money and he went over to this guy's house i guess trying to get his money back or whatever we don't know the, the story, really. You right? don't know just, the deets. Yeah, it was just like a news article on this guy. And, well, what happened was he he went in, and the guy was there, but also his mom. The guy's <gasps> mom was there. Oh, and no. he ended up killing both of them, his oh. mom and the guy inside their own house. Come he shot on. him. And, and in my head, I was like, I hope that wasn't the gun with my serial yeah, number. I hope that, <laughs> was I hope that wasn't one of mine. Uh, yeah, so Jeez. that was weird. No, and the weirder part is, like, I saw the dates on there. And literally, like, the next day after he had done this, he sent me pictures of, like, whatever knife he wanted to trade. And he was like, oh, dude, you should go for this. It's a killer deal. <gasps> yeah. 
No. Yeah, that was. Uh, I kept re- I read it over deal. and over. Yeah, and it was the day after. Like the day after, after he, he had killed done that. these people. What a, what a sociopath! Isn't that dude? Oh, dude I, yeah. That like really, like really. Ooh, that would send chills up your spine. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. a weirdo no in thanks. a bad way, and, and not he was a good such a weirdo. Nice guy. Like, well, obviously well, they're always a nice guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Until yeah. they kill you. I was yeah. just <laughs> gonna say until they want to murder you. Bundy sure was nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You truly have a story in every category. Yeah, yeah really. What other yeah. categories? Sea what monsters? is your life? Have you seen a sea monster before? Oh, my two at least. No. <laughs> <laughs> one lives in my house in a tank. It's fine. Yeah, I have one as a pet. So. <laughs> well, thank you so much yeah, for Carlos, coming by you're and awesome. to us. It's been so exciting I to meet you. I hope you guys you. enjoyed that. Uh, we did, yeah. Loved it. Yeah, that Great was stories. amazing. But also, thank you for actually listening to our podcast yeah. and then oh, coming to see us. We love it. My wife and I listen all the time. Yay. That's awesome. Thank you guys Thanks, so much guys. for coming yeah, to see Yeah, for us. sure. It was awesome meeting you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it weird. Keep, Keep it weird. Keep it very weird. <laughs> Those stories were pretty wild. Genuinely spooky. <laughs> yeah, sitting there uh being being the audience there uh when the story was init- initially being told. Um I remember actually kind of thinking to myself like this is actually scary. <laughs> like this we're is, in broad daylight yeah, this and is, in this public. Is, this is actually super creepy. Um we actually had a gentleman who was a famous actor. I won't mention who uh what his name was but i totally recognized him but like pulled me aside and was like what, what was that what were you guys talking about and i was like oh um you know we're a paranormal podcast and we were talking about he was just telling us some of his stories about uh, living in a haunted house and like having these experiences and he was like it was real creepy super creepy <laughs> so was he was like, like by the way thank, thank you for telling that story within earshot of my small children <laughs> they you. got suckers thank you very much they did they got lollipops they're fine that we actually, I think, just made the story worse. Like that's okay. We gave him candy. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, genuinely spooky. The the floaty girl, spooky little uh, little creature, crawly lunge, guy, little, little crawly guy, leaping off the floor, lunging at you. Get, he'll get you. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. No thanks. And uh, you know, stories stories were obviously told with uh, with conviction. Certainly, uh, pride myself on my BS meter and. Uh, he passed the sniff test, so yeah, I uh, I, I I fully believe that uh, that this guy witnessed these things. Not not just this guy, this guy and his family witnessed these things. Yeah, it was really really cool meeting the two of them, and and thank you guys. I know you're listening. Thank you so much to both of you for coming out to meet us and what spending a treat you both were. A couple and hours. Carlos with us. is also a uh, Kings thinking, fan. Thinking, well, he's a Kings fan. Oh yes. Um, I don't care about that. Oh, sorry, sorry, Carlos. <laughs> Wrong team. Brilliant. Um, but uh, but no, he's he's thinking about launching his own podcast. Yeah, soon. And, and it's a really a it's a really great idea. idea. We're not certainly not going to spoil it. Uh, for you or for Carlos, but uh, be on the lookout if and when he decides to get it up and running. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, we'll make sure to give it a shout out here on Absolutely. the podcast. Tell you where yeah, to find I'm it because it's a really really great idea. So thank you guys again. Yeah, this next story comes in from our loyal listener Julia, who is just the sweetest, and you can follow her on Instagram at Julia dot Gulia dot four twenty five. Julia Gulia, that's funny. Why is that funny? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Little wedding singer humor for you guys. Uh, Julia writes, my grandfather was a Pentecostal preacher for the majority of his life. Hallelujah. 
up until the day he passed away. Can you oh. not make jokes right now? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we can cut that part out. <laughs> we'll try it again. My grandfather was a Pentecostal preacher for the majority of his life up until the day he passed away. And I'm talking hardcore, speaking in tongues, falling out in the spirit, casting out demons type of Pentecostal. And of course, I was raised in the church. But even though he was a hardcore Christian, he was the least judgmental man in the world and just a sweet and goofy guy. So when I was a teenager, I started to have some back issues that at a certain point was getting really bad and extremely painful. I attributed it to being overweight and having poor posture. But I never told anyone about it because back then I used to be unhealthily self-conscious about my weight and never told anyone any health issue I was having because I thought they would shame me about my body. Anyway, one Sunday morning after my papa finished preaching and started altar call, which for anyone who doesn't know, altar call is kind of like communion, but instead of taking communion, you go up and you pray individually with the pastor. There's uh, Ashley's Lutheran education at work right there. <laughs> I think. I've never been to a Pentecostal church, but as far as I know, that's... It's all Jesus, baby. It's all Jesus, baby. It's all Jesus, baby. Baby, it's all Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, it's not all Jesus. It's not all Jesus. Especially if you ask a couple different groups of Christianity. <laughs> it is most certainly not all Jesus. Uh, okay, so she went up for prayer during altar call. I don't know what I initially asked for prayer for, probably to be closer to God or something of that nature. But anyway, my papa started praying. He had his hand on my head and was praying for whatever I went up there for. And then completely out of nowhere, without me telling him, he started praying to God to heal my back. Now, remember, I never told anyone about this issue, yet somehow he knew. And on top of that, I have never had that kind of back pain since. But not only did he do that with me, he did that all the time with members of the congregation and even new visitors in our church that he'd never met. He'd be praying for a totally different thing for them and all of the sudden start talking about problems in their lives that he would have no way of knowing about and people would just freak out in a good way. I no longer believe in God in the way that I used to. I'm not exactly sure what I believe at this point, but my papa knew my problem without me telling him. And I was instantly healed, or so it seems. And I have no fucking clue how to explain that away. Wow. Yeah. Two things, and then and then I'm gonna get to the the actual the the actual meat and potatoes of, okay. of Julia. First of all, Julia, thank you. Yeah, for, thank for, you, Julia, for sending this in and and for listening. I'll, I'll, I will thank you on behalf of of Lauren. Who is, who is not with us today? With That'd be really funny if at this point of the episode we were like, Lauren's here, by the way. She's yeah, just, Lauren's here. She's just like, she's here. She's just she's especially just really quiet, quiet today. today. <laughs> um, two things, and then I want to actually uh, get into the submission. Number one, uh, on a, on a more serious note, I, I want to say that I'm I was c- struck with a little bit of sadness at the the need and this isn't just julia this is just like kind of the state of affairs today the need to clarify that like even though he was a preacher he was a really nice man yeah that just made me really sad because it was just like man who if not preachers like who is nice i know you know what i mean i just that 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 stood out to me it's just that's just a shame i you know 
Um, but then just... on a more lighthearted note, all I could think, because she calls her grandfather Papa mm-hmm. as well as I did, and he's a preacher. So all I could think was, Papa, don't preach. My back hurts really deep. <laughs> <laughs> Papa, don't preach. My, my back, back hurts really deep. deep. Beautiful. Yeah. But I made up my mind. I'm seeing a Cairo. <laughs> um <laughs> Sorry for those of you who had to listen to that. Yeah, just sorry, now. everyone. Yeah, it was some rock and falsetto <laughs> I just hit you with. Uh, but to, to to the point of things here, that is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, that kind of ability, uh, that, I mean, that transcends religion. I mean, there are people in all walks of life that, you know, we talked about this once. And, yeah, you know, that, I that, mean. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, you know, something that we I'm hoping is going to be featured on a future episode, hopefully this season, uh, which is energy healing, uh, because I'm super fascinated, especially having that experience with Amy, the medium, um, because energy healing Who was, you all remember from the first episode of the season. Yes, she's wonderful, um, because before I met her. I rolled my eyes so far in the back of my head any time I heard anything about someone being healed with energy. I'm sure a part of that, I don't want to interrupt your thought, but part of that is also living in LA because that's every like Lululemon wearing yogi out here who's like, my my energy. And it's like, get a job. (laughs) But, uh, but, but, you know, they're just, because you don't have personal familiarity with it. You yeah, know? I mean, I, yes, part of it is that. But even before I lived in L.A., I didn't believe in energy healing. I didn't believe in, you know, people being able to lay their hands on you and like cure an ailment. Right. You know, even when I was in ch- when I was going to church and I was a Lutheran and it was like Jesus healed the blind. It was like, OK, I mean, maybe, but it's probably a euphemism for something. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, listeners, I'm sure you remember, basically what happened with Amy was after we record the episode, after we blah, 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 she asked if she could lay her hands on me and and Lauren. And we said, of course. And she put her hands on my neck. And I immediately, like, had a look of shock on my face. And I looked at Lauren and I was like, what's happening? Like, I, I feel... It feels crazy. It feels like vibrations on my neck. Like, this is nuts. And she did that with me for a couple of minutes. And then she went over to Lauren and she did the same thing. And Lauren had a little bit of a different reaction. She felt extraordinarily warm and relaxed. But the cool thing was is that that night, neither of us slept. We were up almost all night. And then the next day, we, were, we woke up with so much energy. And we felt energized. And we didn't know what Amy was doing. We she just asked if she could lay hands on us. I didn't know exactly what that meant. I didn't know exactly what she was doing. And it was only 3 days later when I had asked her, you know, "Hey, by the way, what was it exactly that you were doing?" So I want to talk about it in the closing of this episode. And she said, "I felt that your energy was depleted, so I gave you some." And that's exactly what happened. I was so energized. I didn't sleep that night and I had energy all throughout the next day. So it wasn't a placebo effect because that's the thing. Power of suggestion is super strong. The placebo effect is a thing. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, with with yeah, all course. medications, the, there's a placebo effect. It's part of every clinical trial. Yeah, exactly. Half of the people involved in the trial get sugar pills. So exactly. So power of suggestion is kind of what I always assumed it was. 
until that moment when it happened to me and there was no suggestion. I was not told I'm giving you energy right now because if I had and then I had energy, it'd be like, well, it could have been that I was told and I thought I would. So I did. But I had no idea. So that kind of shifted my thoughts on energy healing completely. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, again, you know, I'm a hyper realist. I mean, depending on who you talk to, I mean, some of the some of the conspiracy stuff that I believe in has has elicited, you know, a few raised eyebrows over the years. So I do feel the need to throw in that clarifier. But at the same time, you know, I mean, it's it's awfully easy to roll your eyes at a story like that just because, uh, you know, a person doesn't have any firsthand experience with it. But we have to accept the the fact that she hasn't had back problems since. Yeah. This thing happened. These back problems that were bothering her went away. So if you are rolling your eyes because you don't believe in energy healing, you know, make sure that I won't try to change your mind on it, but just make sure you're not rolling your eyes because the person in question happens to be a Pentecostal preacher who speaks in tongues or make sure that you're not rolling your eyes because it's, you know, some some woman that you've never met before who's a a self-proclaimed, you know, energy healer. I don't know. Don't like identify an enemy or like, oh, no, this is bullshit because you know what I mean? Believe in it or don't believe in it. But like. You don't need to find an enemy on this one. Well, there's something, you know, that I wanted to bring up to kind of ground it into a, instead of being like woo-woo or religious in any way, people are made of energy. Energy is palpable in so many situations. Energy is- We're all stardust. We're all stardust. Exactly. But, you know- you walk into a room, we've talked about this so many times, you walk into a room after two people have been fighting, you can feel it. The air feels heavy. You don't have to look at their faces to know, like, I just walked into a room with real bad energy. There is some strife in this room. <laughs> um, so it's not crazy to think someone could possibly transfer some of their energy into another person, whether it's on purpose or on accident. And... Uh, We've all seen the Green Mile. We've all seen it. A lot of cool science has actually come out recently regarding energy healing. There's a PhD at St. Joseph's College who specializes in energy medicine research, and he teaches his students a healing technique that, while in the lab, has reversed cancer in mice. And this is a Catholic institution. And that's a Catholic institution who's doing this. There's a practitioner of Chinese medicine who conducted a study at Johns Hopkins that showed acupuncture could reverse a serious eye disease and restore vision. And um, something I was going to talk about in our science episode, and I just didn't get around to it, is um, just recently there's been breakthroughs within the last year uh, with yoga and Tai Chi, where they have discovered that the energy in the body changes. And it maybe it doesn't change, but it does change position when you are doing those things when you are practicing yoga or tai chi interesting so that's science that's stuff that they are studying that's those are actual scientific findings that they have found that the body the energy healing does have an effect on our body in some way so the idea that there are people in the world that have the ability to do this is not crazy just think of all of the things in the last 50 years that have become quantifiable. Yeah. Things that were beyond our, you know, recognition, whether that's seeing or observing or, 
you know, I mean, just every every year that list of, of things grows smaller and smaller, the things that yeah. we can see or experience, you and know. And if you take energy healing and compare it to something like gravity or electricity as something that we're just starting to understand, something that we've we're understood d- gravity for a while. No, but I, no, 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 no. I'm saying like at one point we didn't. Right. And at one point, we didn't know how to test it. We just got our first image of a black hole. Exactly. That just happened. We've been talking about black holes for decades. Say electricity. We always, I mean, we didn't always, but we knew it existed. We didn't know how to harness it. Then we knew how to harness it, but we didn't know how to apply it. So in this case, we're starting to know that it exists, but we don't know how to harness it. Once we figure out how to harness it, then we can figure out how to apply it. That's very true. So if... There are certain people that just have the natural ability to do energy work if that person is already a Christian, if that person is already a pastor, for example, they're going to attribute their gifts as being from God. Right. And if that person is not a religious person, if that person is spiritual in a different way, then they're going to attribute those gifts as being like from the their the moon or their spiritual guide or guidance counselors or like Athena. whatever yeah exactly so keep an open mind just keep an open mind just keep it open uh thank you so much julia that was such a special story thank you your papa sounds wonderful so this next story is very short and sweet but oh so creepy and it was sent in by chelsea what's up chelsea who i did a play with in junior college at kaskaskia college and that play was so fun that i decided to join the theater program at university and is probably the reason i ended up in la so you should thank chelsea right now thanks thanks for my lady chelsea you can follow chelsea on instagram at halloween jack seven and she's The coolest. So Chelsea writes, One night about two years ago, my husband and I were on our way home from a night out in Centralia. What, what? And we decided to take a country road that we sometimes encounter wildlife on. Well, the hubster had had a few beers. So not only was I driving, but he couldn't wait until we got home to take a leak. So we had to pull over on the way. I honestly don't remember how close we were to any houses. We're polite people, so it wouldn't have been very close. But I stopped the car and he got out and he did his thing. I'm sitting there in the dark and I hear him whistling melodically through the open passenger side window as he's taking a piss. All of the sudden, he throws the car door open and I ask, was that you? And his frantic, high-pitched response as he flings himself into the seat is, no, drive, Needless to say, I burned rubber getting the hell out of there. Jesus. So what's I hate scarier? your town. <laughs> I don't hate your town, but I hate the things that happen while I'm in your town. Like spider webs raining from the sky. Yeah, that was that was actually strange. I thought that was like I don't know if we talked about it on that podcast before, but the last time we were in Centralia, it was like October, so it was already Halloween y and pumpkins were out and it, we'd just seen Halloween. And uh, Halloween 2018. And there were all these cobwebs floating from the sky. And I first noticed it when I was getting into my mom's car. And on the handle, there was this huge cobweb. And I was like, Spiderwebs, not cobwebs. Spiderwebs. Yeah, there was this huge spiderweb. And I was like, oh, what's that? And then when we got out of the theater, 
we were standing in the parking lot talking to a couple friends and they were just floating down from just the raining sky. from the sky and i was like is this a mist scenario like has a portal opened up to another dimension what the fuck is going on and like everywhere we drove you could see them in the headlights floating around and then you took me to a cemetery yeah and asked if i wanted to get out of the car you said no yeah i think we talked about this on the podcast. probably apologies but if you're hearing this again centralia is creepy what is scarier though with the whistling is a ghost scarier like there was a ghost whistling or a person somewhere in the darkness this is a rare instance where i'm going to say person yeah I agree. Because usually I go with ghosties because I can fight a dude, but I don't know how to fight a ghost. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Just like, just, you know, very rural town, a lot of cornfields, a lot of open spaces, yeah. lots of places to pee. Yeah. Gotta, gotta say that. If you gotta take a leak, it's a good thing to be driving through Centralia. But whoa. Whistling? No, thank you. You can't see anything. You just hear whistling. Nope. I'll piss all over myself. Don't care. <laughs> don't care. More than a washing machine can't take care of. It's better than, you know, having my head and my torso being in separate places. True. That's a very gruesome way to put it, but that's, you know. Goodness. It's a good point. Whistling. Yeah, whistling. Melodically. At least it was melodic. At least it was a beautiful tune. That's good. Was it uh, the tune to the Andy Griffith show? I'll have to ask. She did not say. I kind of want to whistle it. Hmm. All right, I won't. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Beautiful. Yeah, not bad. You want me to try it? Hold on. No, you can't whistle. Don't do it. That's like a six-year-old kid <laughs> who just got their recorder in first grade. And they're like... <laughs> trying to play hot cross buns. I did my best. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for sending in that story. Glad it was you're so... alive, Chelsea. Yeah, me too. Glad, Glad, Glad you and your husband made it out of there. Yeah. Okay, we're going to play another interview here. This interview is with Maria, who was actually also working the event with her sister, Christina, and they were our booth neighbors. They had some so, very, very cool vintage oh, threads. they had uh, the coolest vintage threads. Lauren bought a hat. Lauren did buy a hat. Lauren literally was holding Wilder, and he, she was like, go see how much that hat is, please. <laughs> and it was very reasonably priced. Yes, it was. So they were our booth neighbors, and we got to chat with them on and off all day, and they're completely lovely. You should follow them both on Instagram, at Maria underscore Corso, and at Christina underscore Corso, that's C-O-R-S-O, and I'm going to tag them and stuff. Christina is in fashion. She's a stylist, and she sells amazing vintage items. And Maria, who you're about to hear from, is a film director. Okay, uh, Lauren and Ashley here at the May Market. May Still Market, May beautiful Market. beautiful day, starting to get cold. Still have a sunburn. What is your name? <laughs> My name is Maria. Hi, Hi Maria. Maria. Hi. And you have a weird story about... I have a weird story about a liger. Is that a... What's a liger? <laughs> is that a lion tiger? <laughs> it's Napoleon it Dynamite? Yes. Isn't that a thing? 
Wait, wasn't it a Napoleon Dynamite? It might. Was it's, that a Liger? It's probably it sounds made like its way into some sort of pop culture. Like yeah. Napoleon so it's Dynamite. a lion-tiger combo? Mm-hmm. It's, yes, okay. it is. Yeah. What was funny was I went over and she was like, yeah, I think I could, I, I think I might have a weird story. Um, it involves a Liger. And I was like, say no more. <laughs> yeah, you don't have <laughs> yeah. to tell me another detail. That will definitely be weird enough. Yeah. So Holy what, buckets. Well, happened? tell us more. Okay, so this happened back when I was in elementary school. Okay. Um, I Classic. Just, I'm from Michigan, so. So you can already imagine what goes on. Yes. (laughs) Um, It's a small suburb called Sterling Heights. No one's ever heard of it. Okay. But this is true. Um, So on the local news one day, they showed all this video footage that kind of was similar to the Loch Ness Monster footage that you've seen. Right. Okay. That it was it's like fuzzy. It was really like, fuzzy. And you're really like, what's see, happening? Like, Can't really see spotting. it. Sure. Um, and it came along with a story that a man in the Sterling Heights neighborhood had had a pet lion and a pet tiger and he had bred them and they made a liger. What? And the liger had gotten loose in the subdivision. And so people had spotted the liger roaming around the subdivision. Oh my god! And it was—it's a pretty—it was a pretty big city for suburbia. Right. It was yeah. pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everyone started to freak out about this. So we literally had no recess at school for probably a week. So they wouldn't let you and they outside. wouldn't let us outside. <gasps> and they informed the parents. Like they wrote one of those letters to the school. Like uh, there's a liger out here. We're like trying to be <laughs> careful. Um, Guys, there's a liger. Keep <laughs> yeah. everyone inside. <laughs> Um, oh my God. Did anyone ever like catch the liger? I don't think so. I think it kind of just like dissipated into the you know ether, and, and no it was one just, they just forgot about, about the we liger. Just kind of forgot about they it. Like, Eventually, yeah, well. they were like, I don't know if this was captured or not. But um, yes, yeah, so that was a liger roaming around Sterling Heights in That's when I was in elementary school, hilarious. and it could still it be could out still there. Be out there. <laughs> yeah. It if could still be. Next time I go back Michigan, home, yeah. No. Keep your eyes Oregon. peeled. Right? I Oregon. No, Michigan. You Michigan. said Michigan? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Or. I've been thinking. I'm drunk. I've been thinking Oregon. <laughs> thought we, we were talking about Oregon today. this entire time. Right. Okay, like Michigan. Yes. caffeine. Same like difference. Okay, well, now that I know you're from Sterling Heights, Michigan, that's yes. so funny because when you said Sterling Heights, I yeah. thought you were talking about Oregon. And I was like, I have a friend from Sterling Heights, Michigan, so it's really weird oh that my you gosh, said no that. Way. What's His name's Mike Johnston. Do you happen to know that name? I don't know that name, but... He's a young, beautiful black man. Like my best friend, so if he's listening, I'm like he'll enjoy that. Shout compliment. out to Sterling Heights, Michigan. Yeah, because um, you were like, no one's heard of it, and yeah. I was like, well, I've heard of the one <laughs> in Michigan. Like, yeah, I have. I'm such a dummy. Okay, yeah. no, well, yeah, we know about that. I'm it's from a, a very small town called uh, Walnut Hill, Illinois. Ooh, so, well, we're neighbors, kind of. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm from yeah. Peoria, She's Illinois, from Peoria. which oh, I don't know how yeah. close that is to Sterling Heights, but yeah, yeah we're but all like neighbors. Illinois and Chicago, yeah. or Illinois and Michigan. Sorry, yeah, they're right there. They're right. We're neighbors. So technically, the liger, yes, could come to. Illinois. There's no, uh, there's it no could, walls. Could be in the Illinois. Border, right? Yeah, could be in Illinois. Right this minute. And I know this was Liger. a real thing. I know I'm not just making this up because a Detroit-based clothing company made T-shirts called the Detroit Ligers because you know our baseball <laughs> right, team is the, the Detroit Tigers. Tigers, and they made these spoof T-shirts. And I have one, and so I know I didn't just make this up because know. this T-shirt company like this. has made one. So oh my God, it's been commented on. That it's is been, yeah. amazing. That's a really good story. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much. Of course, it was a pleasure. Story. Total pleasure. <laughs> Liger. Did Ligers exist before the movie Napoleon Dynamite? I don't. No, I think so. I don't think we had animal. a. <laughs> I don't think we had a name for them. Okay. I think that mm, honestly, no idea. Yeah, that's well, no worth idea. looking into. Yeah, that is not the appropriate animal re- to be in Detroit region. <laughs> region. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. 
Let's uh, let's leave uh, the Tigers to uh, Comerica Park in Detroit. You, I again another sports reference. I got to stop making those on this podcast. Stop. I literally was like, sure, whatever you the, say. The, the, the like, major I league baseball a... team in Detroit is the Detroit Tigers, and the football team in Detroit is the Detroit Lions. Oh. that's right sports i forgot i honestly you said that and i was like is that the name of the zoo like i i completely went over my head and the heads of everyone it's my own fault i gotta i gotta know i gotta know my audience no you're no you're how about those ghosts guys (laughs) read the room yeah read the room joe read the room (laughs) yeah ligers uh ligers are scary um not in detroit yeah, I um I, I've never seen one. I don't know I don't know really? what they I don't know what they look oh, like. Oh, Mamma Mia, they are Yeah. They're like lions but bigger. Hmm. I'll show you a picture. Yeah, we'll get into it. It won't be a drawing like in Napoleon Dynamite. It'll I be an actual photograph. I kind of want it to be a drawing. Okay, I I'll draw one. I want to see you. an artist rendition of a liger. <laughs> Thank you so much Maria for sitting down with us and telling us your crazy liger story. Thank you, Maria. Um okay, one more story for the episode. And this one I actually would like to follow up with the question, have you ever done anything like this before? Like ask me? Yes. Okay. Um, And actually the listeners too, I'd love to hear if you've ever done anything like this before. And this story was sent in by Hillary. What's up, Hillary? What up? And she writes, when I was little, I visited my friend in the hospital because he had had appendicitis and I was so jealous of all the balloons and gifts that he had. I tried faking appendicitis so I could get sympathy gifts. I ended up having two doctors convinced that I had something and was even sent to a specialist. The specialist wanted blood work done and that's when I came clean. Wasn't scared of appendix removal surgery, but blood work crossed the line. I almost had completely unnecessary surgery. So Hillary went on to um, call herself a spoiled brat, but I think this behavior is totally normal. I remember faking sick all the time, and it wasn't to get out of school. It was because I got to stay warm under the blankets, and my mom paid so much special attention to me. And if I could have been in the hospital and got presents and got to miss school and got to eat ice cream and jello for days... Are you kidding me? It does sound That's nice. It's a fucking dream. No, I got to ask, d- did, did Hillary say how old she was? Mm, no, she just said when she was little. All right, little kid. Yeah, little kids do stuff like that. I've never done anything like that, but my dad sure thought I did one time. Oh, gosh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, uh, one day I, I woke up one morning and uh, and my throat was... Pins and needles doesn't begin. My, it, my, my throat was pitchforks and torches. It was very, very clear to me that I had strep throat because I'd had strep throat already and I knew what it felt like. And it felt like, oh God, I forgot how wonderful life is when you can swallow and not <laughs> want to jump off a building. So I went in and I, I told my dad, you know, I when my alarm went off in the morning, I was like, dad, I want my throat. My dad was like, you're going to school. And I was like, dad, I really think. And he interrupted me. He's like, you're going to school. Get dressed. <laughs> and uh, my father was not a man to be trifled with. So I did. And I went to school. And, uh, you know, an, an hour or two into school, I, I asked to go see the nurse. And I went to see the nurse and she was looked at the back of my throat and she's like, oh, yep, yep, you have strep throat. Yeah, you need to get the and F she, out of here. And she called my dad to come get me and my dad had to leave work. And my dad was furious. 
my dad was fuming mad at me. Fuming mad. I mean, like, fuming mad. I am not exaggerating this. And then he took me to see the doctor. And the whole car ride, he was just pissed off at me and just letting me have it. I think I was like 12 years old. Right. You know? And then we got to the doctor. And the doctor looked at me and said, why did you go to school today? And I was like, can you go tell the angry man in the waiting room <laughs> what you just told me? So he did. He like went to bat for me and he was like, hey, listen, kids, they, they pretend to be sick all the time. I get it. But, you know, your your son has some pretty horrendous strep throat to the point where he was like, oh, this is the third time you've had strep throat in two years. If you get it again, we're going to have to take I don't know if it was like my tonsils or my adenoids or whatever, but he was like, we're, we're taking him out. Yeah, you're having surgery. Yeah. He's like, if, you, if, if he gets it one more time, thankfully, knock on wood. I haven't gotten strep throat since, but uh, yeah. So have I have I ever faked getting sick? No, because you did not do that in my house. But uh, but my dad sure thought I did one time. <laughs> I you know what I I tried faking sick all the time. Being... You also didn't get smacked. <laughs> so true. You had you had the leeway. No, but I'm saying my mom was a nurse, so I couldn't get away with shit. That's I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, true. so I I tried. I was not successful. I think sometimes though, my mom, especially if she had the day off, and I was like, I don't feel good. I don't want to go to school. I think she was like, okay, because <laughs> I got to yeah, stay home. Was like, and she was like, yay, yeah, let's watch movies. <laughs> now I know that you have a similar story to to this, um, but just to to kind of pig pile on top of how you just weren't allowed to be sick in my family growing up. Once, uh, one summer, uh, we were at the beach and, uh, and my, my sister, the, the, the middle child, poor Haley, Haley, uh, hurt her toe at the beach and she was under 10. I can't remember how old she was, but she was less than 10 years old. And she came crying to my dad about how she broke her toe and every, the whole family was like, you didn't break your toe. And she's like, Oh no, I did. I broke my toe. <laughs> and then what we did, we did what we always did in those moments, which was just mock the tone that Haley would use when she was upset. Haley's so sweet. So though. she'd be like, ah, and we'd go, oh, I broke my toe. Oh, I can't believe I broke my toe. You know, which of course only made her feel worse. And then, uh, yeah, sure enough. Sure enough, broken toe. Broken, broke, broken toe. Jamie did the same thing. Broken toe after, after, after hours of ridicule from every single person in her family. Uh, yeah. Broken, she broken, also got a broken bro- toe. Broken toe. Um, but yeah, this, uh, I included this story, one, because it's so funny, the thought of this child faking appendicitis and like getting past doctor after doctor and like the idea of appendix removal surgery was like, yes, because yes, yes that's because fine. Balloons. Because balloons. <laughs> but then when they were like, we got to draw your blood. She was like, I faked it. Just kidding. <laughs> Psych. That's just a funny like little kid. Don't all. know the consequences. Don't understand exactly what <laughs> until, you're doing. Until you're in too deep. Until you're in too deep. And then you got to backpedal. <laughs> that, that actually reminds me. I thought I had appendicitis one time. I remember. Wasn't it gas? Well, I don't have to tell the story. Oh. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. I I was older this time. I was like 16 years old, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and I mean, like agony, just agony. I'm mm-hmm. I'm laying, you know, uh, I'm laying horizontal on my bed, curled up in the fetal position, moaning and wailing 
just just the most horrendous pain in my torso that I've ever felt. And 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 you know, in the whole time I was like something is wrong with me. But if it isn't and I wake my dad up now, it's just not worth it. Like I'd rather die in silence <laughs> in my room and and be mourned than to deal with the wrath of uh, of waking of, up a sleeping father waking who up has a to sleeping work father in the morning. Who's already getting up at 4:30 in the morning to go to work. And uh, and eventually the pain was just too great, and I was like, no, something's definitely wrong. And I went to wake him up. I was like, Dad, I think I, think I have appendicitis. And he's like, go to sleep. I was like, no, Dad, I really... And again, cut me off. He's like, go to bed! <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm just going to go die. Gonna and, go he's, die and, he's, and he's going to feel real bad. real bad. I mean, I would have sold my soul for a fart. <laughs> if it, I hurt so bad. And uh, it turns out that I had just... I, I had eaten like two or three Granny Smith apples before I went to bed. <laughs> Just good old fashioned gas. Yep. I feel you. I mean, I'm a woman. I have periods. That's what gas feels like when you're on your period. Because it's like gas and cramps. So it's constantly like, am I dying? Am I dying? No, it's a fart. It's a fart. It's yeah. a fart. I, I even tried doing that thing. This is going to be gross. So if you don't like butt stuff, uh, fast forward 20 seconds. But I, I even like I remember I tried like spilling, spreading my spreading butt cheeks. cheeks, yeah. Like try to like open that hole up a little bit more and see if <laughs> maybe I could, to... see if see if maybe I could give it the 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 nudge needed to <laughs> to re- release that psi. But uh, yeah, to no avail. And then uh, you know eventually you know passed back out and woke up the next morning. It was just like yeah, yeah. Guess I don't have appendicitis. <laughs> but now I've taught you a new farting trick. Happy baby. Happy baby. Guys, listeners, if you ever have gas and you can't fart, yoga pose, happy baby. Just sit in that for a couple seconds. Maybe roll around a bit. You're going to... I prefer the kneading approach. I make like like karate chops with my hands and I just push on my fupa. And uh, that pushes it out. And I I just, I I move it around. Get Get that gas moving around. I usually don't have a problem farting though. I have a problem stopping farting. We've gone a little off track. Have we? Well. (laughs) Have we though? Have we though? This is just a weird episode. There's no like through line of If you were looking for a point to this episode, boy, have you wasted your time. Mm -hmm. You've wasted at least an hour of your time. But that is all the time we have left for this week's episode. I know. Thank you so much to our listeners who wrote in their weird stories that didn't quite make it on today's episode. They were all so weird, scary, and so funny. I enjoyed reading every single one. Big thank you to Joe for sitting down with us today and share his thoughts on these strange stories. Oh, shucks. (laughs) And thank you all for listening, of course. Head over to iTunes or your Apple Podcast app and please rate and or review our show. If you don't have iTunes and you still want to write a review, you are more than welcome to send it to keepitweirder at gmail.com. We are always wanting feedback on our show. Follow us on social media at Keep It Weirdcast across all platforms. Check out our Etsy page, www.etsy.com slash shop slash Keep It Weird Podcast, where you can buy some merch. And check out our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash Keep It Weird Podcast, if you want to find ways to donate to the show and get bonus episodes and monthly newsletters. Oh, oh. snap. 
I get the monthly newsletters because I'm sleeping with one of the hosts. Excuse you. And uh, and they're fantastic. Thank you. I mean, I mean, like we've been together for almost four years. I mean, literally sleeping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spooning. Yeah. Because I spoon with the host. I I cohabitate a queen sized bed with one of the hosts, <laughs> so I get the newsletter. And seriously, it's it's awesome. Um, it's 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 it just it makes me very proud of my girlfriend Aww. it's very professional and very entertaining and very well done so if you needed incentive beyond bonus episodes uh the newsletter's awesome thank so you so if Joey. you got what is it five bucks five five mm-hmm. five dollars a month you can't get a good latte for five dollars <laughs> five dollars a month and you get some really groovy stuff so pony up because this podcast doesn't run on good vibes no except for when we have mediums on the show who <laughs> who literally put good, put vibes, good vibes into, into my podcast. neck yeah exactly tune in next week we are going to have another hometown haunts episode what town and are we doing this time we're going to maine oh the great state of maine, <laughs> maine I, huh? I love maine that's where uh that's where my sister uh broke her toe and we yeah. all uh laughed in her face laughs and probably her gave for her some lifelong complexes probably probably but hey, what are, what's family for? True, Joe. What's our sign off this week? Oh, oh man. man, I'm never. Uh, I'm I'm no good at this. No one is. I'm no good at this. I don't know. If you live in the state of California and you want to uh, purchase some uh, disability or cancer or accident <laughs> or term sell, life insurance, uh, I am a licensed insurance agent in the state of California. You so monster. feel free to reach out to no. Ashley. She'll put you in contact with me, I and uh, we'll get you the most competitive rates on the market. So. and keep it weird and keep it weird (laughs) testing testing one two three test Test out the mic test out the mic look at me I'm testing out the mic he's testing out the mic he's testing out the mic first name Mike last name test Mike test (laughs)